listeners, and welcome to another episode of Extra Extra. It's all about whiskey. I'm your host, Jason Johnston, hyphen Yellen. <laughs> and I'm pleasured. I don't think that's how you say that. I think I, that it is. I was is. suggesting that I'm pleased, but more than that, mm-hmm. I, I feel pleasure to be in your company, I'm, Joshua Hatton. I'm pleasuring you right now with my company. It... <laughs> It's true. That's the most <laughs> awkward part of this exchange, is you are pleasuring me right now with your company. <laughs> anyway, it's not One Nation Under Whiskey. Get it together. All right. All right. So <clears throat> in Extra Extra, Joshua and I come together and we bring a news story, often whiskey focused, to the attention of the other. We read it in the first half of the episode. We riff on it in the second half of the episode. And we try to get out of here in a tight 30 to 35 minutes. And we're mostly... Yeah, it was... Mostly. The last episode went a little bit longer, uh, but it went, two it, excellent topics to be discussing. Yeah, and, and most of them, I think I think we hug that 35-minute spot uh, more often than not. Do you give it pleasure, that 35-minute spot? Yeah, not that long. So this week, <laughs> it, it's funny because we sometimes say, sometimes we mix it up a little bit. But I feel like we mix it up a little bit more than we actually stick to the, the, the quote-unquote formal script. And so I'll just say this week's episode is going to be one of those episodes where we have seen a list mm-hmm. and we have wanted to comment upon said list. Yes. So we find ourselves on the doorstep of the holiday season, the gift-giving season, Depending how COVID looks in your neck of the woods, you might be going out to visit people, you might be taking a bottle of whiskey to somebody's house to say thank you for hosting or wishing you the best of the season. And this list gives us both bottles for consideration and a jumping off point Mm -hmm. for us to offer our own riff. Yeah. So so today's episode instead of being segmented into a reading followed by a riffing we're going to do what we sometimes do when presented with a list which is riff as we go along and see if we can keep this to some semblance of 35 hugged minutes. I think we can keep it well below 2 hours. <laughs> I love your optimism. Regular listeners of One Nation Under Whiskey are wondering why we don't always have that level of optimism. <laughs> Sometimes we like to stretch your legs into an episode. So, Joshua, today's article comes from the Rob Report. Mm-hmm. The title is From the Macallan to Whistlepig, 21 Superb Whiskies to Gift This Holiday Season. And then rather dangerously, it has a a sub-headline, Get Them What They Really Want, which had me riffing on the Spice Girls, which was neither pretty nor clever. Uh, But entertaining nonetheless. (laughs) (laughs) The list comes from November 16 of 2021, and the author is Richard Carlton Hacker. Huh. Which makes me think a whole host of things. Yeah, Fresh Prince, he's into computers. Richard III by Shakespeare. Right. Richard Three Names. It's, it's, look at that. 
It's great. It's great. Well, let, let's see what Richard has to say. Do you want to take it? So us? to be clear, as we, as we start here, we're not going to cover all 21 whiskeys. We're not going to read all 21 paragraphs about mm. all 21 whiskeys. We're going to dip in and out of this list, stopping to smell the whiskey as time allows and as we feel like we have interest. But here's the intro from our, our good friend, Richard Carlton Hacker. Not even reading that. I now have that name committed to memory. I love it. It's a great name. Strong name. It's been one hell of a sleigh ride from last year's holiday season to this one. But we made it. Along the way, one of the best friends we've had is whiskey. Throughout the year, we've been sampling the new, relying on the old and marvelling at the myriad of options available from smoky single malts to small batch bourbons, to barrel-proof rice, to Japanese newcomers. Hmm. Now it's time to spread the cheer. So we're sharing our favourite bottles that we think will make outstanding gifts for the whiskey or whiskey. First one with an E, second one without an E. Lover in your life. Here are, if you want to read the full article for yourself, 21 bottles of the best whiskey, bourbon and rye to give away this holiday season. And then in italics. Mm -hmm. Can I just pause you really quickly? I need to say that single paragraph opener was so well written and it drew me in. That makes mm. me want to read each and every one. I really enjoyed this, his style. Excellent. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So Richard so, Carlton Hacker. So continue. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. The comment in italics, the editors of Rob Report scour the globe and the internet for the best of the best and only endorse products we love and think you'll love too. If you purchase a product or service through a link in this story, we may receive a small commission. There you go. little disclaimer. <laughs> Jason and Joshua, however... Never receive a small commission for anything you purchase because we are numpties. <laughs> uh, so I'm scrolling down here. I'm, I'm skipping through the first four in the interest of time. Not that there's, I think there's anything wrong with the first four, but I wanted to bring to your attention, Joshua, mm -hmm. Ben Riach Smoke Season Single Malt. Mm. Although Speyside Single Malts aren't noted for being overly peaty, Back in the 19th century, it was one of the hallmarks of Scottish whisky. Ben Riach revived this mainland tradition about 50 years ago, and this year it has reached a crescendo with their peatiest whisky to date, thanks to master blender, oh here we go, Rachel Barry's use of intensely go. peated malt and using first fill bourbon barrels combined with a high proportion of charred and toasted American virgin oak casks for aging. The Highland peat delivers an intensely smoky and sweet flavour intermingled with Ben Riach's stone fruit notes. And the Rob report suggests that's a $58 bottle. As we always say, not only are you listening across the United States, you're listening around the globe. So... We stand by no pricing that we give here, mm -hmm. but it lets you know it's ballpark in the 60s. 
It's yeah. not a triple digit. It's not a $20. Such a thing doesn't exist. But it gives you a ballpark of where that's at. So what do you think in hearing this, Joshua? Ben Riach, smoke season. Have you seen it out in the wild? Have you had a chance to taste it? Any of the places you've been pouring? I haven't seen it. I have seen, well, let me put it this way. This Ben Riach, along with all of the others, now have new packaging. And I'm just getting used to the packaging. So I've seen Ben Riach's on the shelves, but I... To be honest, I haven't been paying too much attention to that. You know, Ben Riach, for me, the things that really shone for me was when they do their annual single cask releases. And before mm-hmm. people really knew about them, there were, there were some phenomenal finds, some phenomenal single casks there. Was it their, their 12-year-old? It's the 10 or 12, I can't remember now, but, but it's a bottle I've bought twice before but the older packaging back when they had the the myriad of colors um with all of their labels well for me it was always the latin wording and it was oh, you know, the yeah, fanciful yeah. latin wording where it was you know it, it, it sounded like a, a harry potter spell um you know luminous and shit like that so yeah like septicus <laughs> Sepultura. Sepultura. Um, I, I do like Richard's closing sentence on this one, though. The Highland peat delivers an intensely smoky and sweet flavour intermingled with Benria's stone fruit notes. I haven't tasted it, but that sentence makes sense to me based on what I know about Benria's spirit and Benria's peated spirit. And I love the cast maturation that's gone on in here as well. Yeah, and you know... We've bottled a Benriach, and it was a peated whiskey. You know, their their whiskeys are really nice, be they peated or not. So, um, I, I have no doubt. What was it? Seventy five dollars? Fifty eight, close. <laughs> Fifty eight dollars. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a great price. Definitely doing them a disservice. <laughs> was, was that two two hundred and twenty five dollars? Am I remembering that correctly? Thirteen hundred dollar bottle. <laughs> no, that, uh, that sounds good. Uh, there is nothing that talks about the strength of it. And when I zoom in on the image, I'm not getting to see an ABV either. Um, so I hate to go. say it, it, it may be 43. They they started dropping things to 43 and doing some chill filtration. And, yeah, I but wonder, I could be wrong. Coming in. Could be wrong. So here's a, here's a fun one. I, I like the image for this one, which is why I wanted to bring it up to you on a podcast. Johnny Walker... Year of the Tiger. Mm-hmm. Not since 2010 has the Chinese Year of the Tiger made its appearance, prowling the Chinese zodiac calendar from February 1, 2022 until January 31, 2023. This winged symbol of strength and courage, high in the clouds above a booming metropolis is personified by Johnny Walker's latest Blue Label Limited Edition. With a striking blue and gold design by artist Shang Zhang, the bottle and box pretend a celebratory whiskey composed of single malts as old as 60 years, many of which are from no longer existing quote-unquote ghost distilleries. In fact, only 1 in 10,000 casks make the grade for this exceptional blended scotch. 
Rob reports price by now $269. I can tell you right now, I am a millimeter away from buying this bottle. Why is that? Well, I need to dig a little deeper because he's saying this is comprised of single malt as old as 60 years. He doesn't Mm -hmm. mention grain. And so... Mm -hmm. I'm starting to think, is this a pure malt you know, or, or a, a blended malt, right? That's, that's the proper nomenclature. Is this a blended malt? I like Johnny Walker. I think Johnny Walker Gold, the, the 18-year-old, is a fine little whiskey. I think its base is Klein Leash, right? So it has that honeyed, waxy mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. thing going on. Uh, the Green Label is always a nice little drinker. And I'm normally not a sucker for packaging, <laughs> But the bottle looks gorgeous, it's, right? It, it it's really a ton is. of fun, isn't it? Yeah. And listen, with whiskeys potentially as you know as old as 60 years, I'm sure it's an eyedropper full. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not going to buy this hook, line, and sinker, but that's intriguing. And it makes me think, you know, there's, there's younger whiskeys, lesser whiskeys that I may have paid more for. So Mm. I think this may be good. Now, granted, it's probably 40%. It's probably chill filter. There's probably color in it, all that, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) But I am tempted. But I like like the fact that you're throwing in here, if somebody showed up at your house for a a COVID-safe holiday party and they said, thanks for hosting, Joshua. Here is the Chinese year of the tiger, Johnny Walker Blue. Mm -hmm. You would say... Thank you very much, and twice on Sundays. Oh, without a doubt, I, I think, I think it'd be both generous and thoughtful. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I'm glad I included this one. There is a little bit of the the marketing fun with numbers going on. Yeah. You you alluded to it a second ago with the potential eyedroppers worth of sixty year old malts. Yeah, but then, in fact, you know we're dealing in facts here. Only one in 10,000 casks make the grade for this exceptional blended scotch. You know, that's sketchy. Yeah. You know, how many distilleries does Diageo own? How many casks between them do they have in their store? You know, it, it's, and how many of them are of a certain age? So, yeah, you can do with numbers what you like. <laughs> you can tell a story. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, this next bottle I, I want to include here because it, it uses a word that you and I enjoy using in our own single cast nation tasting notes. Writ large. Oh. Um, so uh, <laughs> it is not writ large. Uh, fresh bandages. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is really interesting. This is the Macallan, the Harmony Collection. Uh, Inspired by rich cacao. C-A-C-A-O. Not cocoa. Cacao. C-A. C is that oh yeah, because it would be C-O-C-A-O would be cocoa. You and I go back and forth on our tasting notes and the spelling making a difference to what it is you're tasting and and me sometimes clarifying with you what's what's being said here. Or we were trying to say this thing over here, not that yeah, thing over there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. I'm also seeing in the edge of the photograph, it says natural color. Matured in sherry seasoned 
oak casks, 44% ABV. That's interesting. That is a cigar malt ABV right there. Here we go. So here comes uh, Richard with his paragraph. Everyone talks about sustainability, but Macallan has now dedicated a whiskey to it. In fact, this is the first limited edition in an innovative new series of single malts that will see the brand progress towards even more sustainable packaging. In this case, the bottle labels in the recyclable and biodegradable presentation outer box are made from organic cacao shells, while the box ribbon is made from 81% virgin wood pulp. I thought we'd have heard more about the whiskey by this point, but let's continue. <laughs> to create the whiskey itself... There you go. <laughs> Macallan whiskey maker, Polly Logan, embarked to Girona, Spain, where she collaborated with renowned pastry chef Jordi Roca of El Cellar de Can Roca. Good That's gosh, a, I apologize to uh, Every person of Spanish origin for Jason. That's a Spaniard who has spent a lot of time around chip shops in Glasgow. (laughs) Specifically the east side of Glasgow, not the south side of Glasgow, the east side of Glasgow. And and things have happened to their accent in that time. But anyway, Polly was visiting his chocolate factory, Casa Cacao, while also working with chocolatier Damien Alsop, combining... European sherry and American oak casks, Logan created a whiskey reminiscent of chocolate fondant, honey and oak, perfect for pairing with chocolate. Now the price on this, non-age statement, 44%, part -hmm. of the Harmony collection, Mm -hmm. is $287. So two things here. Initially, when the initial title says the McAllen Harmony Collection Rich Cacao, I thought that Rich Cacao, I thought that was a person. So it was nice to, to get... <laughs> Some rich. <laughs> oh, rich Cacao, you know. Oh, he's of the Guilford Cacaos. Um, <laughs> here's my problem. It's probably... A delicious little whiskey. It's likely doesn't drink like a nearly $300 bottle. Maybe it does. That's debatable. My big problem is this will be a gift to someone. Oh, you know what? As I say this, if this is for buying for someone else, uh-huh. I think a person receiving a McAllen bottle may treat a Macallan bottle differently than a, someone who purchases Macallan for themselves, right? We, we talked about this in, in, a, in a previous episode where an unfortunate thing about Macallan is that they, the bottles never get opened, right? They're, they're put into auction or they're put on a shelf and they collect dust because they're pretty. But I wonder if you're buying someone a Macallan, you don't necessarily know what they like, Maybe they don't know what it is. Or they know the name McAllen, so they know it's going to be fancy. But I wonder if this would actually get opened by a gift receiver more than it would by a McAllen purchaser. I think that's a fine question to be asking. Mm-hmm. I, 
I wonder more along the lines of if you're pitching this so heavily as inspired by rich cacao and then you've got the the graphic on the box that talks about cinnamon and vanilla and dates and honey on the way to dark chocolate and dark chocolate is the destination at 44 percent which is likely chill filtered i wonder if there's a risk of losing some of that wonderful texture that you've got your drinker thinking about and then to have the price tag on top of that. And so I, I think, and, and again, I think you and I have talked about this previously, I think when it comes to Macallan, you either buy it or you don't. Don't step up and start complaining about the price of a Macallan. Buy it or don't. It always reminds me of the adage, if you have to ask the price of something in a shop, you can't afford it. And, and so don't go into a shop that doesn't have prices. I feel like for the Macallan, that's where they're like. A Macallan bottle is the price of a Macallan bottle. Buy it or don't. Yeah. But just to kind of explore what you're saying about even in being gifted here, even in not worrying about the price point, if you go so heavily down the flavor profile, do you deliver? And I'm curious, curious to, to taste this and see if they deliver. Well, I could be wrong here, but, but I think I may be correcting you. I know McAllen does not color the whiskey in any way. That that, from my understanding, that's fairly well established. Which make, which makes me think they don't chill filter either, even when they bottle at forty three. Again, I could be wrong, but neither of us are McAllen guys. I guess we should nope. we should know about things we are not a part of, right? Like, should we be educated here? <laughs> There's there's lots of things I'm not a part of that I don't know anything about. The whiskey world is a big, big whiskey world, and I'm I'm okay not knowing about certain corners of it. But let me bring us around to to a corner that we do know about, and that that our good friend Anthony Levinson definitely knows about. Mm. Next on the list is the Aberfeldy 18 year old limited mm-hmm. edition, mm-hmm. and Richard writes. Dewar's Distillery Malt Master Stephanie McLeod, who we have spoken with on One Nation Under Whiskey, yes, we have. made history when she became the first woman to be awarded Master Blender of the Year in the 2020 International Whiskey Competition. And she has made it again in 2021 with the distillery's just released flagship single malt that has spent 18 years in a combination of first fill, rechar, and refill casks. After that, the whiskey with its signature honeyed fruit and nut-like notes was finished for up to five months in Cote Roti French mm. wine casks, mm-hmm. which added a silky, sensuous raspberry liganberry, not to be misconstrued for loganberry, mm-hmm. Liganberries have a cranberry-like taste mm-hmm. and red currant texture to an already excellent whiskey. Hmm. And suggested price here is $140 for an 18-year-old. Firstly, Stephanie is so deserving of, of these awards. Um, a very, mm, very capable 
person and she knows her stuff. You know I'm a fan of Aberfeldy and, you know, was it earlier this year or was it late last year we released our 28-year-old for UK, Europe, Japan? Yep. And <laughs> he, he was <laughs> the answer to that question. Right? Yep. But but what did we love about ours? It's it's that tropical delicate tropical fruity quality mixed with with chamomile teas white teas you know it's it's a soft spirit but fruity and i love that she put um that whiskey in these uh i'm gonna slaughter the name but the cote roti wine casts to give it these these you know berry like fruit notes i i could see that spirit working in those casks in a in a really nice way Agreed, yeah. And, and it is one of those things, when you get to know that doer's single malt portfolio and you start to experience and taste, when I talk about experience, I'm thinking texture, but then also tasting what they're doing there, what Stephanie's looking to achieve there. Mm-hmm. They are distilleries that I'm willing to explore, to pick up, to seek out. And the way this is described, this 18-year-old, somewhere around $140, that sounds like a good addition to a shelf. Yeah, I just, I hope that it is at least 46% alcohol. So in zooming in on the photo, it looked like 43 yeah, I clicked through to the to the website and it takes you to reserve bar and uh, I was hoping the ABV would be listed and in the description it just says bottle size 750 ml. So I guess uh, I guess we'll have to find out there. It's always frustrating. It's the same sometimes trying to buy online and the store doesn't tell you the ABV and you can't read it from a label. I'm like I'm sitting on my couch or in my office. You got to give me all the information, and the ABV is part of all the information. It's helpful. Drives me bonkers. <laughs> Don't know why people do that, Joshua. Mm-hmm. So I know you're a fan of the Aberfeldy Distillery. This 18 year old is is a, is attractive to you. It is. Um... I, I don't know why $140 makes me hesitate. Maybe it is because I don't know what the ABV is. If this were 46 or 48%, then I'd start to get intrigued. If it were at 43%, I probably wouldn't open my wallet. I'm excited to see an age statement. It's nice to see that 18 front and center after really? going through the price of the McAllen without it. Yeah. The Johnny Blue suggesting there's some stuff in here that's 60, you know? Like, that at least just says 18. You know, as much as we're having this back and forth about the ABV, we at least know how old it is. <laughs> no, I know, but it's interesting that the age statement seems important to you. In this instance. Just it, in this instance. If you're going to connect, yeah. if you're going to make $140, I know what my $140 is getting. It's getting an 18-year-old. If you look to charge me 270 ballpark for a non-age statement Macallan that's based on rich cacao, well, we got, we got a different proposition going on there. So what about $240 for a five-year-old Octomore? Sure. You know me. It becomes different. You know me. I don't care about age I don't care what the number is. You just want Sometimes to see it's it. nice to see one, though. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You at least know what the proposition is. Mm-hmm. So, Speaking 
of age statements and to throw a bone to our friends in the bourbon community. Um, after our last episode, which was a, so much fun to cover, I received a number of messages from different bourbon people saying it wasn't me <laughs> when, we, <laughs> when, that, when that episode went uh-huh. on to, you know, uh-huh. some bourbon people were a little bit rude to some, you know, retailers and it wasn't me. Just just to clear my name. Nobody said it was you. Just to clear my name. Okay. So for our friends in the bourbon community, and I, I love, love, love this recommendation. There's a reason we're talking about it. Eagle Rare 10-year-old bourbon. Mm-hmm. And here's Richard, the author. It seems that every bourbon Buffalo Trace Distillery puts out becomes collectible. Their twice-a-year Stag Junior is currently sold out, although a new 18th edition is coming before the end of this year. Their recently released experimental collection Baijiu-style spirit is so limited, the 375ml bottles can even be tracked down on e-commerce sites. And of course, their Pappy Van Winkle 23-year-old is legendary. But there are still a few gems from this distillery that can be found, one of which is Eagle Rare 10-year-old. It's a bargain if you can score a bottle with its easy sipping notes of candied almonds, orange peel, and leather, available for around $45 a bottle. I love the fact that in this world where we talk about bourbon allocations Mm -hmm. and bourbon secondary market and people queuing at stores to get lottery tickets to go in and buy one bottle of something they don't even know what it is yet, but they're going to buy it when they get to the register no matter what. We hear stories about maybe mistreating some sales reps and some store managers. It wasn't me. To just take a breath and say, you know, if you like bourbon, there's a really good 10-year-old you can get for $45. (laughs) Yeah, it's... I love this recommendation. I love it too. I love that there's an age statement on there. It's less that it tells me how long it's been in the cask and more simply that it's retained its age statement where whiskeys like Elijah Craig lost its 12-year-old, right? And mm. and then, it, then I think it went... From a twelve-year-old to an eight to twelve-year-old, or something like that, and then and then this statement just simply went away. Or, or or even as to speak to that, in lieu of an age statement, you have the number such and such recipe, you know, where that number gets prominence on a label. Yeah, I've never ever been a fan of that practice, and I know it's a storied tradition mm-hmm. in American labeling for bourbon. But I've never been comfortable with that. And to see this nice 10-year, you can set your watch to that. A good a good dad expression. You can set your watch to that, Joshua Hatton. The only thing that I will say is, if you're looking to buy someone you know who loves bourbon, a bottle of Eagle Rare 10-year-old, know that this this bourbon, I think is really on the sweeter side. You really have to have a, a sweet tooth to enjoy this one. 
I like this a lot, but I can't have too much of it. It's just too sweet. It's funny you say that because sweet bourbons aren't really in my wheelhouse. Uh, I like high rye bourbons, but Eagle Rare was one of the first bourbons that I really looked at and said, huh, that's a drinker. I could really get behind that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can can I make a, a an an additional recommendation just since we're on bourbon right now? Yeah, sure. At, at this time of year, it happens all through the year. You know, people have birthdays coming up, or a friend did them a favor, what have you. But friends text me and they say, "What can I get at the local liquor store mm-hmm. for a friend who did me a solid or has a birthday? They love bourbon. Here's my budget, and they." They put me something like $50, $60, right? Yeah, what yeah. can I get for that? And and we know bourbon's gone a little bit nuts. We know the price has gone a little bit nuts, so on and so forth. I'm forever sending people out for wild turkey single barrel. Yeah. The fact you can pick up a single barrel from the distillery. The 10-year-old? I, I think for... For yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. us, for us, local, are we maybe looking at sixty, sixty dollars for that, give or take? Yeah, somewhere around there, fifty-five, like, sixty. Again, right? If you're if you're losing your mind around bourbon and you're thinking, "Wow, this this has just gotten out of control," there's still just lovely bottles sitting on shelves that still make a big statement. That's what I like about this this Eagle Rare. That's what I like about. The wild turkey single don't, barrel. Don't shout too loud about that because yeah, right. it's just going to be the next one that people glom onto and <sighs> and then we won't find Jason it anymore. and Joshua do not receive a commission if you purchase <laughs> according to their recommendations. Very quickly, is there a bourbon? Like if I know you are in the same scenario as me where people are reaching out asking for recs. Is there a go-to, a price point, a statement that well, you recommend? Well, I have a bourbon that I would recommend. Actually, I have yeah. a I have a rye that I want to recommend. Um, right. Well, but, I did bourbon. You do rye. Yeah, and and the, but I had a, a single malt that I wanted to recommend as well. Hmm. Um, hold on, one second. Yeah, put your single malt away for the moment. Just give us your rye. My rye, and I and I think I had you get a bottle of it. It's the uh, the old Forester rye. Got it right, right beside me. It is literally beside my elbow yeah, right now. Pick pick that up because my my bottle must be downstairs. I put. You know, downstairs in my kitchen, I have that that array. That's that's my mm-hmm. bottles for company. So, what's going on with this one? Because hundred proof. Yeah, you've got my attention. Yep. Rye in lovely big letters. Screw cap. Happy to get behind that. What's the price point on this? Twenty bucks. It's about twenty four. I think I got mine for twenty four bucks. Oh, that's right. lovely. Fifty percent alcohol. Lovely. Really rich. It's rye, but it's not too spicy. A little bit of nuttiness, just a tiny bit of nuttiness in the back on that. I think that's one of the better ryes on the market. Yeah, you show up at someone's house with this and you say, hey, thanks for having us over for dinner. You've yeah. spent 20, 25 bucks and you've just given them something brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and at this point, it's not about the money. You, what you've done is, A, you've given them a gift and B, you've given them a gift that's so good when they go to rebuy it, they're going to be saving money because it's the one of the best deals on the shelf. Yeah. 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 Mm, that was lovely. 
I just took a little swig of that straight from the bottle just to get the taste in my nom, mouth. Nom, and nom, nom, nom. I will say, hashtag, please drink straight from the bottle <laughs> responsibly. Yeah. In the interest of time here, Josh, I'm going to go through just, just maybe a couple more. There are some others on this list I would like to talk about, but in the interest of time, let's do a couple and then... I want to hear this single malt yeah. recommendation yeah, we're, that, we're, that you want to make. We're going to go an hour with this episode, and, and I'm okay with that. Hopefully our listeners are okay with that, too. Here's a good one for you. All right. Courage and Conviction American mm. Single Malt Whiskey. And again, how much time have we spent talking about American Single Malt Whiskey this year? So I, I'm glad to see this recommendation uh, in the Rob Report as well. Mm-hmm. The phrase... Have the courage of your convictions originated in France, but it was also a favourite saying of the late Dr. George G. Moore, who founded the Virginia Distillery Company that produces this craft spirit. Consequently, it became the name of Dr. Moore's original whiskey, which he purposely spelled without an E as a tribute to the Scottish style of whiskey making. Still family-owned, individual bottlings taken from the trio of casks used in creation of the flagship single malt whiskey, bourbon, sherry and red wine, we'll say more about the red wine in a moment, are available. But we favour the original whiskey, which is composed of spirits aged in 50% ex-bourbon casks, 25% sherry casks and 25% red wine casks. This double copper pot distilled spirit is bursting with spicy notes of fruit, cocoa, caramel and butterscotch with a smooth and creamy finish. Befitting its name, each bottle comes with a magnetically held Courage and Conviction medal that may be removed and carried as an inspirational pocket piece. Hmm. Price, $80. So this is interesting. In this spelling, it's cocoa. In the other yeah. spelling, it's cacao. Cacao. So They're two different things. They are two different things. Okay. This is the conversation that you were talking about before that exactly. we've had many exactly. times. And okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Carry on. Um, <laughs> so, so you had mentioned... Uh, we're going to talk about those red wine casks. I know. I think I know what you're going to say. Yes. So why don't you go ahead and say it? Yeah. So if you if you read any of the marketing by the Virginia Distillery Company, they talk about cuvee casks. Mm-hmm. And given that we're here in Virginia, and they're they're an hour and five minutes from me, full disclosure, as of the recording of this episode, I was there uh, ten days ago, eleven days ago. Tasting from the the spirit run, tasting from the spirit receiver, tasting in the warehouse, having a wonderful, wonderful time. The QV casks in Virginia speak to that red wine lineage. Mm. But for those of us in whiskey circles more than wine circles, the QV casks are STR, shaved, toasted, recharred. So you've got the caramelization mm-hmm. of the wine sugars within the oak staves, the color that that brings, the flavors that that yeah. brings to the table are phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. So to hear bourbon, sherry and red wine, 
I think it downplays what you're actually getting, where you're getting bourbon, sherry, and the STR going yeah, on in yeah, there, agreed. which is a very different proposition. And and I think the courage and conviction is well worth your money and such a wonderful drinker and, and so well put together. Now, the name missing here, we've talked about Rachel here, we've talked about Stephanie here, we've talked about Polly here uh, with the McAllen, but a name missing from this paragraph is Amanda Beckwith, mm-hmm. who's in charge of the maturation and the blending at Virginia Distillery Company. And her nose and her palate, I think, are beautifully demonstrated in this marriage of bourbon sherry and SDR casks. So who's who's your recipient here? Who are you targeting with this flavor profile as a gift receiver? I think with any American single malt, you're looking to maybe introduce somebody to the existence of this. Mm. I don't think you walk into somebody's house, maybe unless you're here in Virginia. I don't know if you walk into somebody's house already knowing they're a Virginia Distillery Company fan, but I think if you go in to gift this bottle, you're planning on them becoming one when you leave. Okay. I think that's the delivery here. And I think just like we've said with with Westland over the years, Copperworks, Balcones, we're looking to turn people onto American single malt mm-hmm. whiskey. You know, there's a little bit of the, the evangelical about us, right? We want to evangelize this this area of American craft production. Oh, 100%. And so 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 that that to me is is kind of what I'm I'm looking to deliver here is hopefully I can be the first person to tell you about this distillery that I think you're going to become very partial to. And you know, c- continuing the full disclosure, uh, at the very beginning of next year, we are releasing our own single cask from the Virginia Distillery Company, which is a, a Spanish oak butt. And that does remarkable things. And the cocoa on that is turned up to 11. And so, yeah, good, yeah. good things are happening just over the mountain from me. Yeah, it, it, you know, that you wanting to read this particular one, given the fact that we're bottling one of their single casks, should come as no surprise. There's a reason we selected the cask, because the folks at, at VDC really know how to make whiskey. And they had Jim Swan help them on the maturation side. He knew what would be happening in their climate. And the result is really delicious whiskey. Let me just say one one quick thing. I think it was on the Drammer's uh, Facebook page. And Yoni Miller had posted a picture that had one of these bottlings in it, one of the Courage and Conviction bottlings. And I commented saying, hey, you know, their, their stuff is really good. And Sean Crane, I'm sure you recognize that name. It's a nation mm-hmm, member. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, he was saying how, you know, he had some some Virginia Distillery Company whiskeys a few years back, and he didn't like them. But he's tried mm-hmm. some new stuff, and his mind has changed, right? It really seems <laughs> that they're coming into their own, and, and you know, they, the, the liquid has definitely come into their own. So, yeah, it's exciting. I, I think this would make a, a great gift. For someone. Yeah. Scott Harris would sometimes talk about that at Catoctin Creek, which is an hour and three quarters in the other direction for Mm. me. But, you know, they're maybe 40 minutes outside of DC and people came out and tried them way back in the beginning. They're 10 years old as well. Uh, Just like us, just like Westland. 
And and after that first very early impression, people would say, well, Catalton Creek's not in my radar. So much happens in three years with a distillery, Mm -hmm. five years with a distillery, a decade for a distillery to to turn yourself off to them after one try. And so I love hearing Sean circling back on this one uh, and saying, yeah, whatever was going on then is not going on now. Um, Big, big fans of it. Yeah, I've I've tasted a lot. (laughs) Hashtag humble brag. I've tasted a lot of things in the, (laughs) they call it the cask house. Mm Mm-hmm. Wonderful things are happening there. Absolutely. Well, I wouldn't be champion the way I am if I didn't believe in them. You know, you and I have had this going on for years and years now. If we're recommending it, it's worth your money. Because yeah. I don't want you to come back to either of us and say, I spent my money there. Well, it was a bit of a dud. No. No, if we're if we're recommending it to you, it's because it's well worth your money. And if you don't like it, that's your own fault. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, thanks. I'll take it. <laughs> Let us get out of here on one final recommendation from the Rob Report. And as is always the case, I didn't get through nearly as many bottles that as I'd <laughs> hoped to. But I love the conversation along the way and mm-hmm. I wouldn't change anything. But I do recommend go to the robreport.com, look out for best whiskey holiday gifts and, uh, and give this a full read for yourself. We're getting out here with a very old friend. Okay. Very old friend. Okay. Lafroig Sherry Oak Finish Single Malt with the 10 emblazoned right in the middle of it. So this is interesting. The Lafroig 10 is a very old friend. I have not had the 10 with a sherry finish. Oh, I just meant Lafroig Distillery is a very old friend. Ah, 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 gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, this is new. This is a new release. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The salty iodine and seaweed characteristics of Laphroaig are a perfect match for the sweet essences of citrus and slightly salted Spanish Marcona almonds mm. that emanate from Gonzalez Bias Alfonso Oloroso Seco Sherry. Wow, that's a mouthful. So, so it is a welcome treat. For fans of this ultra-smoky Isla single malt to find that Laphroaig distillery manager John Campbell has selected certain casks, parentheses, only enough to produce 4,450 cases globally, Hmm. close parentheses, of his ex-bourbon barrel aged 10-year-old whiskey and matured them for an additional 12 to 18 months in barrels that formerly held Oloroso Seco Sherry. Indeed, the influences of the sherried Spanish oak slightly tames, enhances and sweetens the normally robust flavour of Laphroaig, but leaves enough of this best-selling Isla single malt's characteristics to let you know that it is indeed Laphroaig. Bottle price, around $82. Hmm. I have one experience of a Laphroaig sherry cask finish. And that one experience was not a good one for me. And that was when Laphroaig PX was first, PX cask was first released. And Mm -hmm. it felt as if they just matured one of their single malts for, you know, X number of years in bourbon and just slapped on a bit of PX just for good measure. 
And Agreed. Yep. Yeah, and and the two didn't really seem to line up. Now, having said that, that particular release carried on, and you know we have friends in common that that swear by it and that think it's good. So maybe it got better. I'm I'm not sure, but that one experience would give me a bit of pause on this one. And, and you know, you and I talk about this all the time. The Lafroy 10-year-old cast strength is such a perfect whiskey. Indeed. And, why, you know, why, why fix something that isn't broken? However, <laughs> however, you know, I, I, think, I think we need to, to listen to, to our advice before about Virginia Distillery Company and... And that's uh-huh. a, a company that <laughs> I hate it when you head me off at the pass. <laughs> so, so would I give this as a gift? That's a tough thing. Um, you know, a Laphroaig is something you only give whiskey drinkers that you know like their smoky whiskeys, and it's a new bottling. So, I guess if the person I know loves peated whiskeys and the fact that this is a newer release. I think I would pick this up, potentially. However, I, I, I feel as if I'd want to get a sample first. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's interesting here on this price point is, so first of all, this Sherry Finish 10 is 48% alcohol. Oh, hold on. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Right? which I loved it when they brought out the quarter cask and the quarter cask yeah, was 48, 48% yeah. right I, I love seeing that so to bring this out at, at 48% is good the price point is somewhat similar to the original cask strength so in in purchasing this mm-hmm. to to gift you're asking yourself do I want to pay for the sherry or do I want to pay for the higher strength and I like what you said a moment ago which is if you show up with that cask strength 10-year-old for a friend, you know what you're gifting oh, them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They know what they're receiving. This 10-year-old with the sherry finish has actually got me thinking of Cahoman Senegh, where okay. that sherry just knocks down the smoke a little bit, yep. softens the smoke, sweetens the smoke. And if you've got somebody who is peat-adjacent, or Pete interested, then I think Seneg works better than the Macro Bay there in terms of that gifting. For me, I would rather have the Macro Bay rather than the Seneg because I want that smoke to come out. And I'm thinking similarly here, if you're looking at similar price points between these two Laphroaigs, that original cast strength, you're gifting someone the additional alcohol with the Pete running loose. The sherry finish, you're tamping it down a little bit, 48% on the alcohol, but softening out the peat. So a couple of different aspects to think about as you're gifting that to somebody. Yeah. I think my gut would tell me Laphroaig 10-year-old cast strength. However, if I'm in a let's have a little crazy mix-em-up kind mm-hmm. of mood, then then I jump mm-hmm. at this. The fact that it is 48%, which I think the PX was for also 48%. I could be wrong, but I, I think... Yeah, I don't recall. It may be, but I, I, I do like that Laphroaig does do the higher ABV for some of these, you know, special yeah. editions, you know, with, with lesser availability to them. Well, and it's lovely to see a Laphroaig mentioned here as John Campbell 
ends, you know, 27 years association with the distillery and, mm-hmm. and moves off to the Scottish mainland for some as of yet unnamed new project. But to have his final release make it onto this recommended list, I think is very cool. I think it's very uh, cool. And speaks well of John. No doubt. No doubt. Now I need to... You know what? I, I may gift myself a bottle of this just to see what the hubbub is. <laughs> How about this? I'll gift you one. You gift me one and then everybody's happy. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado there's a, a, a single malt you've been keeping up your sleeve to this point and i'm i'm curious to hear what it is and and then i'm curious to see if you're going to ask me one without me being prepared to give you one i've had a sample of this one i haven't purchased the bottle yet simply because the last time i saw it on a shelf i simply didn't have enough room in my suitcase back home but having tasted this, it, it really, it really captured my attention. It's one of those ones you put in your glass and you do a double take. And it is the Glen Grant fifteen-year-old, the the new batch strength. Right. Fifty percent alcohol, and it's all first fill bourbon casks. Mm. Right. And mm. what's better than that? It's like seven, 75 <laughs> to 79 bucks for a 15-year-old, 50% alcohol, first fill bourbon, Glen Grant. Oh, that's tidy. And I don't even have to tell you what it's doing. You know all the things it's doing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, cl- clean, crisp, warm, buttery, shortbread. Yeah, mm. exactly, exactly. Yep. Oh, I'm, I'll be getting a bottle of that. There's yep. no doubt about it. I used to love the Glen Grant 16. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. It was really sad to see it discontinued. It sounds like they've come back with almost the same thing at a higher ABV. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it really is a damn fine little whiskey. And it's going to be one of those ones, you know, we always talk about what are the must haves on your shelf. And I think this one is going to be a must have. Yeah. Yeah. I could see myself adding that without any shadow of a doubt. And. So, Jason, you're going to like this recommendation because it's one that you've given me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You have me firmly in the Kregelicky 13-year-old camp. Right. Squarely. Right. Squarely. It's such a great whiskey. And in thinking about gifting, in thinking about saying thank you to a host, if you're looking for something that will resonate with a range of palettes, it's the Craig Elegy 13. You don't have to worry about it missing a palette. And what's the number on it? $55, $60? About that. Yep. Brilliant. 46%, yeah, absolutely. you know? Yeah, yeah. That's Since you told me that that has to be on my shelf, it is on my shelf. I'm running perilously low oh. on on the bottle that is currently on my shelf, there will be a new one behind it. And if anybody this holiday season wants to gift me one or thank me for playing host, I would accept a Craigellicky 13 easily. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm glad Excellent. I'm, I'm glad my recommendation um, resonated with you. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I think we've covered a lot of great whiskeys in this episode. And I think... 
there's different price points, there's different flavor profiles, there's different maturations, there's different strengths. Yeah, this is this is what I liked about this article. You know, the other ones that we read, they are these elitist articles. Mm-hmm. You know, these these mm-hmm. untouchables. And while you know, while this article did have some untouchables in there, we dipped a toe. We dipped a toe. Uh, we dipped a toe. It also had very you know, easy to get, decent price point whiskeys, and, you know, some common things like don't overlook the, the Eagle Rare 10, right? You know, you, you didn't read it in there, but don't overlook the, the Glenlivet Caribbean Reserve. It may not be for you and me, but again, back to who are the people that would like Eagle Rare 12, a uh, 10-year-old? It may be people who like Glenlivet or, or vice versa. And you think about... You know, you as a bourbon drinker trying to bring some a single malt drinker into your world, this could be a bridge or 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 vice versa, right? So, you know, there's some commonly available bottles that are on this list that I are regularly available, I should say, that are on this list that I think are well deserved to be on this list. Yeah, it was a well curated list. We may have skipped over the twenty three hundred dollar Woodford Reserve. But go read about that for yourself. <laughs> if you'd like to reach out to us, you can simply drop us an email at questions at onenationunderwhiskey.com. No E in whiskey. If you feel like it, you can drop a note to info at singlecastnation.com. We see every email that comes in there. We're on the doorstep, as we said in the introduction, of holiday season, travel season, people season. And from Joshua and myself and our families to yours. Enjoy a wonderful and safe holiday season. And we'll be back in December with another episode, Joshua. I feel like I entered a Lifetime Channel original movie just then. Thank you, Jason. From our hearts to yours. Two chins. Two chins indeed. Stop talking. I got no (laughs) strings to hold me up. Sorry, go ahead. Cut. I'm trying to make my sound wave spell out a C and then a U and then a T. (laughs) But it's only giving me a C, a U, an N and a T. And I don't know why that's happening. (laughs) 